Hello, my fellow movie fans, and welcome to another show of Feast of Films Theatre. Today, starring Matthew Black and Ethan R. Hill. There, that's the intro. Oh, yeah. Classic. Classic. What's going on, my fellow movie fans? Welcome back. We are back from break we are back from the christmas holidays it is a new year it is 2021 and this is episode i was gonna say 21 but it's actually 22 so that doesn't work out as well as i thought it was going to we are back this is a feast of films i'm matthew waylu and with me as always is ethan r hill what's going on buddy good to be back so i have i have a better suggestion to make your 2021 thing work okay what's that this is season two, episode one of the year 2021. Oh, perfect. There we go. I knew there was a link there in there go. somewhere when I was thinking about it. And then I was saying it. And I was like, I was really confident this was episode 21. Then I was like, no, this is episode 22. Son of a... Mm. Anyway. But welcome to season two, everybody. Welcome to season two um yeah no and brand new year and obviously the year started off like you know just bad shit crazy just kind of 2020 just keep on going <laughs> something was on fire i guess but, but i'm kind of hoping this is this is my prediction for the year 2021 2020 started fairly normal and in a very positive light i would say uh and then kind of devolved as the year went on i'm thinking this is going to start as a mess and then it's going to get better as we go so light at the end of the tunnel that's what i'm hoping for I mean, we have vaccines now for coronavirus. Uh, you know, don't want to get into too much politics, but like, you know, U.S. maybe will settle down in the next little bit. Hopefully, we'll see. <laughs> they're not doing great so far. Or they're so going to blow but... themselves up. That's the other option. But we'll just we'll just have to wait and see. We'll just have to wait and see how Matt, that just, plays out. Just I'm remember, hopeful. I'm hopeful. Just remember, duck and cover. That's all we can really hope for here. <laughs> well, just in Canada, we'll just be, we'll just build some igloos and just live in those. We'll be fine. <laughs> We'll build a giant ice wall and yeah, yeah, well, basically well, Game of Thrones. And no one will have to pay for it because it'll just build itself. So Exactly. It's the nice part about living in Canada. Um, Nature, nature's way of being like, okay, guys, we're just going to keep the states over there. Yeah, exactly. Just... Exactly. Um, but yes, during 2020, a uh, couple different changes real quick. Obviously, I'm going by like Matthew Alu now. Matt Black, I threw it out. Get that guy out of there. He did, man. It's like, it's like, How's it going, new Doug from, like, the Ragnarok? Except I'm like, new Matt. What's going on? Except I'm the same Matt. That's like, it's that Taylor Swift song or something like that. Yeah. It's like, you know, so, where's, the, where's the old Matt? He can't come cat. to the phone now. He's dead. <laughs> I'll be back. You're basically be Taylor back. Swift. Yeah, more, more or less. Just, just, just uh, you know, to my actual name. And I'm basically doing that, too, just because, you know, shameless plug. I'm going to throw this in there because... I've been talking about this for a couple, like the last couple episodes or last couple months leading up to it, but I actually launched my YouTube channel storytellers for life. So you can go check out that out. And, uh, that's, that's the name I use on there. So I just figured I might as well just keep it consistent <laughs> across the platform. Cause I also use that little animated head that we got. So I always keep it there. Um, if also, you want to, uh, uh, follow me on Twitter at storytellers for L Facebook at storytellers for life, Twitch storytellers for life live. All the links are down below as well. We're just talking about storytelling, man, and and digging into it. It's going to be great. Also, I just got to add, uh, Shameless Plug is the name of your sex tape. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I don't, no, no one would want to watch as, that. 
I, I wouldn't want to watch that. It'd be terrible. As everyone, as everyone can hopefully tell, uh, 2021, nothing has changed for me. I'm the exact same place and person I was before. <laughs> and I've completely new. reinvented myself yeah. <laughs> for the last that month. That has a new cha- channel, all this really crazy stuff, and I... I I survived the holidays. And that, I survived retail in the yeah, holidays. That's I, important. That's an important part. Just uh just trying to work on my own stuff still and got nothing new, but hey, I'm just I'm enjoying myself. I'm just having fun. Absolutely. And that's just, that's 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 how you got to do it. It's how you got to do it. I mean, you, they can find me in the same places the YouTube uh Ethan R Hill, uh Instagram Ethan R Hill. Uh, you can find my movie Damned Rights at realhouse.org. And yeah, I figure we'll get all the plugs out of the way now. Yeah, we might Let's as well. Just throw them out follow there. Follow up sex tape to the first one. We'll throw them out the begin- at the beginning and the end. Just, just, just shameless plugs everywhere. <laughs> just sex tapes for everybody. You exactly. know what? This is exactly why our channel keeps getting sent to all those people. <laughs> <laughs> And they don't know. <laughs> no, they don't. You know what exactly Matt, what I'm talking about. <laughs> Matt, we have, you know we have exactly a fan base. We need to about. pander to them now. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> you know what? You know what they say, man. Just like steer into the what drift or the ice. Or exactly. Whatever. You just see. Just you steer see it into like, the hey. right. Just just steer into it. <laughs> I can't remember like, what the saying is. Maybe if we reference the weird videos, peep the people watching them will stop, <laughs> <laughs> and and that'll help. Hey, <laughs> they're talking about us. Uh, I'm embarrassed now. I, I gotta man. stop watching, or they gotta watch the whole thing so that we don't know it's them leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Funny times, man. Oh, this is hilarious. Well, everyone, welcome to 2021. Whether you're one of those people or not, but you know, if you are one of those people, you know, you know. But also, you, you know, the probably stuff already watching. stopped watching by now, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> anyway, thank you for your two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we got a we got a really uh, fun episode because. We stopped early in December. Um, the, the episodes played a little bit further, but the last time we recorded was pretty early. Actually, it might have been end of November that we recorded the last one. I can't exactly remember. But it's been a while, Matt. Yeah, it, it's been a while since we've done any recording, so we've definitely missed some stuff that we want to talk about. Uh, the final episodes of The Mandalorian. I'm uh, going to be talking about a bunch of the announcements that were made for Disney+, Plus, which is so exciting because for like two years, that thing had like, nothing new other than the mandalorian coming now we got this whole list of stuff that we want to talk about and i think Ethan and i spent a fair amount of time watching some really great movies this uh this holiday season so we want to talk about those and share those experiences with you guys and then also of course questions of the day so it's going to be a full loaded two episodes and uh let's not waste any time let's get straight into it so the mandalorian man the freaking yeah. Mandalorian. Um, okay, that, so that. also here's a quick thing. We are going to talk about spoilers for the last couple episodes. If you do not want to listen to spoilers, if you have not watched uh, the last couple episodes of The Mandalorian, and you really want to, but you haven't done it yet, and you don't want it spoiled, uh, I'll just put like a little time drop so you can go go uh, down ahead, in the description. Right? Yeah, skip ahead. So it'll be on the other side of that. And I'll mark it down. So if you want to go check it out, do that right now. Because we're starting spoilers in uh, five, four, three, two, one. Are you gone? That's where you... <laughs> Are you gone? You better be. Okay, let's go. We're free. This is where you could be really, you could be really, really mean. 
and like at the biggest spoiler we're gonna talk about, that's where you drop the timestamp. So like, click on <laughs> it and just go like right there, just like, immediately psych. go like and Luke Skywalker, psych. like just that's okay. But but really, freaking Luke Skywalker! I didn't see oh it coming. Oh my god! Oh my I god! I didn't see that coming. But as soon as as soon as the X wing, like literally how it played out for me, yeah, was X wing, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, that's his. And I'm like, no, no, it's a tease. That's a tease. They're going to try and make him. They're going to subvert it. Yeah. And then green lightsaber. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, nope, you only see the cloak. And then I saw the glove on his hand and I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. gosh. And then you could see like, like the belt when he was fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was literally like it was, it was me talking myself out of them yeah. doing it. Yeah. Until I finally like realized. And then there was the debate of like, were they just going to CG mark hamill's face on it yeah. or was it going to be like a different actor playing him and honestly i'm content either way i'm happy with how it went i think season two was probably stronger than season one overall for sure let's just let's keep talking about luke skywalker though because i think you you just like hit on like a really like impactful point that and I think, like, that just shows, like, the brilliance of, like, Payne and Reed when it comes to directing this. Because this whole episode was directed, like, beautifully. Beautifully. And, like, the tension that they created uh, and put into this episode, especially from, like, the different shots. But with Luke Skywalker, that's exactly what they wanted you to do, right? Like, you see the X-Wing, and at first you're like, it's Luke. And then you're like, no, it can't be. There's no way Luke's showing up on like the Disney Plus show. Like, not a chance. Like, my money, my what? money was on like Ezra Bridger from uh, Star Wars Rebels, right? Like that to me, like with Ahsoka coming back, them looking for Thrawn. I was like, okay, it makes sense for like Ezra to maybe show up in that kind of you know scenario. Um, so that's who I was thinking was gonna show up. See, I thought maybe Ahsoka got her hands on an X wing and was like changed her mind as like. Oh, and like came back. Yeah, no, I was so yeah. I was thinking Ezra Bridger and that's kind of where like this whole is it Luke? Is it not? Was like playing with my head because I was the same as you. You see the X-Wing, you're like, oh, it's Luke. And then you're like, oh, no, but it's an X-Wing. You know, a bunch of people could have X-Wings. OK, let's just let's just chill. Then you see like the black cloak coming with the hood up and you're like, oh, they got the hood up. Is it Luke? Do they want us to think it's Luke or not? And then you see, like, the green lightsaber turn on. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Luke. Then I was like, wait, Ezra Bridger also has a green lightsaber that looks very similar to Luke. So now I'm still like, is it actually freaking Luke? And then you see the glove. And he starts, like, ripping people apart. You see the belt kind of underneath the cloak. And you're like, this is Luke Skywalker. But in your brain, it's like, they still haven't shown me it's Luke Skywalker. So it possibly could not be like, there's a slight possibility that it's not. And they literally just with the shots, they choose, uh, chose to add into this episode and, and the, the whole keeping his face to like the very last moment kept you in suspense, even though you knew. Yeah. Every piece <laughs> of evidence pointed to Luke Skywalker that, there was always just that slight chance that it wasn't. They were duping you. But of course, it was Luke Skywalker. And when he rolled in there, like after crushing all those machines and the droids, and like he got like the smoke when the door opens, and it's just the glow of that green light. I was like, shit, man, this is, this is dope. And that's what I've always wanted from the sequel trilogies. I always like, I always say like, I don't really care for the sequel trilogy, like as a trilogy. The individual movies, I have different feelings on. Um, yeah. And I do overall like The Last Jedi, but one of the things I was super disappointed about in the theater, because all I wanted to see going in there 
was Luke's green lightsaber and Luke wrecking shop. Like, I just wanted to see Luke wrecking shop. Uh, just, like, wiping out, like, a whole squadron of troopers with that green lightsaber, right? And we never got that. But we got it in The Mandalorian, so I was just super excited. The CGI you know, was love... a little wonky, but, like, yeah, you know, that can be fixed. Be, that can though. be... But they could go back and fix it, too, right? Like, really. It's not really a big problem at the end of the day, but... No, I really, I like so how they, I really like how they stacked up the, like, it's going to sound weird, but they stacked up the difficulty level to make you understand how powerful Luke was. Yeah. Because you saw Mando struggle against one of the Dark Troopers. Yeah. Like, and then you just have Luke roll in and just wipe the floor with them and just, like, absolutely destroy them. Like, it, that was such a good, good way to set that up, a good way to build the tension as well. Because even then, like, like while you know it's Luke, you're always you're still sitting there going like, okay, well, what's gonna happen next, and what is this person gonna do? Well, yeah, and the Dark Troopers were so like such an integral part of setting up that tension, and like really like the best parts of that episode. Because yeah, they already set the stage earlier when Mando was fighting like one Dark Trooper. Like this is going to be like effort. And then you see them all getting blown out the airlock. He kills that one. And I was like, well, that was kind of lame. Like, they've been, like, hinting at these dark troopers. Now this got blown out the airlock. Okay, that sucks. But whatever. Let's see how the rest of the episode plays out. And then, like, he obviously fights uh, Moff Gideon with a dark saber and the Beskar spear. Uh, has the fight. Which that was wins. a great fight that scene. Was so good, right? So good. And then they get to the bridge, and I was like, okay, this the episode is going to wrap up kind of right away. Maybe we'll see the Jedi cliff a Jedi cliffhanger kind of thing, or yeah, um, like you don't actually see who it is, kind of like a la Force Awakens. Um, or are they, you know, or maybe that's just going to be part of the next season, like the adventure continues kind of thing, right? And then when they're like, we're being boarded, and they're like, life forms, like, not life forms. I'm like, oh my god, that's right. They're not people, they're droids. They don't die in the vacuum of space. <laughs> and I just got like so hyped because I totally, like, you just forget about, it, right? You think things get blown up the airlock, and you're like, oh, they're dead. Okay, whatever. You forget they have rocket boots. You forget they're not going to die in the vacuum of space, and they're back, and they're everywhere on the ship. The whole Legion is out there, and there's just those, like, you know, uh, the four of them, four of them. Yeah. There's only four of them. Uh, it hung like in the hangar that would actually fight like baby Yoda could do little force stuff, but like he was pretty tired, man. He was tired, tired little guy. Um, but you're just like, there's, and as they're punching against the door, you're like, there is no way. Like these guys are just so, eh, this is the end. So like, this is eh, like, like what is going to happen? And then of course, yeah, then Luke shows up. So it was just how they, constructed this episode and laid all the groundwork out for such intense uh tension i just absolutely loved it and just ate it up ate it up i'm sure it's like everyone else did online right like that was the biggest thing like everyone just ate it up and not just because it was uh... star wars not just because it was luke but like this narrative and the story and all the beat everything was so well crafted that like Payne Reed had us all emotionally in the palm of his hand. Like we were his, oh, we yeah. were dough, man. We were emotional dough. It was amazing. That final episode was just amazing. How much, how much did you cry at the end? Oh man. I was, I was getting emotional. I was uh, getting emotional. Like that goodbye was perfect. Uh, that. It was so, yeah, man. <clears throat> he doesn't want to go with you. 
he, he he's looking for your permission or he wants your permission right and like even takes off the helmet to have like a face-to-face i was like rogu baby yoda and i think the other thing too is like we're so connected to baby yoda as an audience to see him leaving and knowing the show is called the mandalorian so which character are we following generally the mandalorian right so yeah. it's kind of like we felt that separation that pain of separation at the same time as Mando, right? Because it was kind of like he's leaving. And we know he won't leave this series forever, but he's leaving right now. I was going to say, do you Whether think he's, he's going to be gone for good? No, no. Like, And I think they made that clear, just saying like when he says, like, I'm confident we'll see each other again or something. Uh, whether Grogu plays into season three or uh, I think they said, I think there's two more seasons for sure confirmed. Uh, for sure season three. But if he doesn't play into season three, he'll for sure be back in season four. Um, but I think he's still going to play a part in the journey to come, but it, it, it but it's not obviously going to be the same part. Like, obviously he'll be probably considerably more capable by the time he's done, uh, training with Luke or has trained with Luke for a little while. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what they do with it. But I think they made the right call because the, the whole narrative of bringing Grogu to the Jedi, like, I don't think you could have stretched that out into two seasons. You know, I think like just the one it season just was been perfect. More the same. It was perfect. Yeah, I think it would yeah. have been like too much of the same. Oh no, we gotta get Grogu to the Jedi. Uh, but the Empire for like two seasons oh, back I'm to off back. Getting again. Yeah, uh. exactly. Like I think it just would have been too long. So I think they made the right call, and I I do feel confident we'll see him again. I do feel oh, confident yeah. we'll see him again. I'm confident we're gonna see most of the characters we've been introduced again. Yeah, like. Even Bill Burr, I'd be shocked oh, if he didn't sure. come back. Like, if we don't see like, him in Mando, we're gonna see him in the the new series, the, the Rangers of the Republic. I, I was thinking Rangers of the Republic. Oh, okay, I think he was way more set up for Rangers of the New Republic. I'm cool with either man. I thought he was great, and like he his was, whole dude, he like, was so that, fantastic. That was the episode before, wasn't? Yeah, it? that was the episode just before. Yeah, that whole episode was also amazing, and his character arc in that was phenomenal. So good. That scene between it's him, Joe Chill from Batman yeah, Begins, yeah, yeah, and and Mando just like pretending to be stormtroopers, and like just that when you finally understand who, like, there's layers upon layers of these characters, and you finally understand who Bilber is yeah. and what he went through, and that he's not some imperial loyalist. He's just yeah. he's just a guy who was doing a job, and he and, got screwed over. Like, really, he lost all his people. Like, Man, I was I was waiting for that gun to go off. I was waiting for it, and when it happened, it was so satisfying. And that, that's like the perfect example of that like um, bomb under the table uh, technique, right? Where you're waiting for it to go off, like it's the tension of the moment, right? Oh, and I could I could have sat there and watched them just have a conversation for like another like five minutes. Like it was so good. Well, it's. It's weird because it was almost it was like that bomb under the table thing, but it was like it was the bomb under the table. But they're slowly revealing to you that there is a bomb under the table. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't know they didn't set it up beforehand. You're at the table and they're just panning. They're just going slightly down to be like, and by the way, that's a bomb. It's gonna go off any minute <laughs> like, now. It's gonna go like you could just feel the tension, and uh, like in another really great aspect of that episode, like that conversation for me. Honestly, as cool as that whole episode was, that conversation was the highlight, right? Like that scene, oh, that moment was 100% the highlight. And you get to see the layers of the Empire too, right? 
and you see that not everyone's like crazy like this you know commander general i can't remember who, like what his ranking was um who they were talking to right or as like convicted in the cost some of them are just like normal guys trying to live and they're just wrapped up in this whole thing like they don't some of them don't really have probably much of a choice but then you also got to see the other side of the empire earlier on in the episode when they kind of play more of like a heroic role, right? When they're saving the Mandalorian, they're saving their shipment. Like how often yeah. do TIE fighters roll in shooting? And you're like, and you were excited to see it. You yeah, were happy to see We were the same them. way here. We were and the storm, jacked, like they just man. had this moment of like heroism and the storm. I'm like, just can't breathe. I like inhaled really weird there. Um, and then like the stormtroopers like roll in down the bridge and they're shooting and stuff like that. And when they roll into the depot, everyone's clapping and cheering, like just like a new, just like a new hope when Luke's getting out of like, the X-Wing, right? Like it's it exactly almost, that kind of same scenario. So it's it really more interesting to see the Empire in that light as well. It also gave me more flashbacks to like how Clone Wars were treated, like mm-hmm. how the clones were. Yeah. Because it's again, because we have, we have a bit of conditioning with that whenever we see the clones fight. Yeah. But when it comes to like straight up stormtroopers and again, like you hit the nail on the head, the TIE fighters, the fact that we heard that noise and it wasn't a sense of like, oh, oh my shit. goodness, yeah. <laughs> it was it was a sense of like, OK, they're going to be OK now. Yeah. Like and that was also just watching Mando fight without his stuff and seeing that he can still fight without all his gadgets was phenomenal. Well, like, and then he takes those first couple hits, and it's like, oh yeah, you're not wearing your best scar right now, right? Like, it's just shattering. Oh, no. And like how tuckered he's is, he is like just before the tie fighters show up, and you got like those four other like dudes like rolling up or five or whatever, and he's just like he just puts up his fist like he's just ready to go. Like, what a badass man! Like, what a badass! I think one of the things in like season one too, especially early on in season one. You see the Mandalorian get his, like, ass handed to him, like, so many different times, like, in that, like, beginning of the first season. And one of the things I really like in season two is, like, not only, like, he still, like, has to struggle and, like, work and put in the effort, but, like, he just has so many more moments where he gets to be that, like, expert fighter, that Mandalorian that he is. So, it was really, no, No, it was really, it was exceptional. Both those episodes were exceptional in their storytelling, in their craft, in their action sequences, in their quiet moments, the use of tension. Like, it was just the perfect two-episode capper to that season. It was really good, strong ending to the series, like, to that to that to season. That, like, yeah, that, like, yeah, that story. But honestly, man, I can't think... Like, the only episode people have complained about was, like, the one with the frog, like, the second episode of the series. Dude, I didn't even mind but that one. Like it was, like, I loved it. it I thought it was really hilarious. Good. And the like, spiders were terrifying. Yes, yes. Like that night, yes. I actually had a dream about spiders like attacking me. Like it was messed <laughs> up. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, man. I'm totally with you on that one. Like it was very funny watching Yoda eating the eggs. Like especially when you're told hilarious. like this is like a rare species and they're just the last of their kind or blah blah blah. And Yoda's just like eating them, and you're like, oh my god, stop eating the eggs, man. What are you doing? And of course, his little appetite gets him in trouble with those spiders. So, like, yeah, even and if that was the weakest episode, if people would say that was then the weakest great. episode of the season, then like this whole season has been like knockout after knockout after knockout. Like for me, the first awesome. season had a couple weak episodes. Like I mentioned before, five and six, and they're not as bad when you watch them like back to back. Honestly. Right? But when you were watching them week and then have to wait the week, it was like those those couple episodes, and one of them was the Bill Burr episode, 
and I quite like his character a lot more in this season for sure. But even um the the setup that both those episodes set up major plot points in in this season, two. yeah, like later on, yeah. and like that setup was perfect for this payoff. Yeah, like like having her come back and be with Boba Fett was amazing. Like, yeah, that was so good. And and we're getting the book of, the book of Boba Fett. The, Boba yeah, Fett that was announced week. at the end, right? A whole nother series. So I can't remember if we even talked about. We obviously probably didn't even get the chance to talk about episode six either. I can't remember because we probably recorded like the day before episode six dropped. But like episode I'm trying to remember episode six was fire too, right? Like Boba Fett showing up, like gets his armor back. I was like, oh god damn. He's was like, that episode six or was that episode five? Uh no, I'm pretty sure it's episode six. Yeah, no, no, that was episode was... six. Yeah. That was six because his uh, razor crest blew up and then he was like hanging out with Boba Fett after that. And then they went to go get cartoons so they could get Bill Burr and then they went to go rescue Baby Yoda. So yeah, episode six. Yep, um, you're right, 100%. That was, so, uh, that was such a good episode too, right? Mandalorian's kind of like the John Wick of like <laughs> the Star Wars universe. And, or did I say Mandalorian? Boba Fett? I don't know what I said there. But he's kind of like like, he just crushed people. He just crushed people. And it's finally great to see the action to well, dude, what and- we what the legend is. Because, like, and you know this, too. Like, in storytelling, it's like, show, don't tell. And I feel like with yeah. Boba Fett, all we've ever been is told. Oh, he's super badass, or he's super deadly. He's the most dangerous bounty hunter. But we never really saw that. A lot of the times, he was just standing around, like, chilling. Or he accidentally got knocked into a Sarlacc pit, right? You're just kind of like, well, that was anticlimactic. In this episode, though, you get to see Boba Fett as, like, this most badass bounty hunter in the galaxy wrecking stormtroopers. He didn't even need his armor. Like, when he starts wrecking them, he doesn't have his armor. And you're like, oh, my God. And then he I would gets not his armor, and he's just guy. like... And once he gets his armor, it's like, holy shit. Like, just wrecks shop. And to see the slave like, one again, how good was that? That was excellent. Honestly, man, they they brought in the best person to deal with that. Yeah, like, 100%. Brian Robert Rodriguez was like a perfect for that episode. Choice. Yeah, and honestly, like you can tell, like the dude knows his actions. The yeah. dude knows exactly what he's doing, and it was fantastic. Like it was so and it was so good. It wasn't like the I've longest seen, episode, but it was tight. Like it was tight. Was really I don't know good. if you saw it, but did you see like the behind the scenes stuff where like Robert Rodriguez, where he's using like the stormtrooper, like yeah, like yeah. the poison like, stuff. He yeah, used his, he used his sons to film the to, like, previs do, like, a, yeah. for for and like the episode. Amazing. And that's again like you, they pick the right people. This this show is great for picking the right people for yeah. the show. Hundred like, percent. All the people like Bryce Dallas Howard directs really great episodes. Yeah, she did excellent too. Um, crap was the one oh dave filoni did the ahsoka episode i'm pretty sure yep he did and like he did he did he did considerably better in this season than he did last season so already you can see him improving as a live action director so that was important me and and prost were going on and on about how basically it's it was so we we thought it was going to be a japanese director yeah because there were so many samurai-esque moments and just the way that it was shot it was was very very samurai cinema yeah it was yeah and we were like, okay, Kurosawa? who's this going to be? Is it Kurosawa? I can't remember. Kurosawa, yeah. Yeah. I, pronounced, I butchered that name because I suddenly slurred there. I don't know why, but like... 
I'm not drinking tonight. I'm, not uh. drinking. I'm actually not drinking tonight, though. Good drinking times. water. <laughs> um, then there was one other one. I'm trying to remember who it was and which episode it was. Um, there's like David Fiamu. I can I cannot say his last name. I want to say it's like Fiamua or something. Oh, Carl I, Weathers directed an episode. I, I very much apologize. Yes, Carl Weathers directed the episode that he was in with Cardoon there, back to like kind of the original oh, trio. The, um, uh, Rick, Rick, Fa- yeah, Fam-Yua. yeah, Rick, Fam-Yua. not David. Rick, yeah, Fam- he did. He did the second Fam-Yua last one. Or that whatever. was yeah. No, and that was another one. And he directed. Like, he was the direct- only, him and Bryce Dallas Howard, obviously, and then I guess Dave Filoni too. Like they were the three that carried on into this season from last season as well. Because Rick also did the other episode with uh, Bill Burr. Bill Burr. It was really, really fun. Sir Burr. It was really, really fun for us this season to try and guess who directed the episodes mm-hmm. or like try and be like, hey, who did this? And like half the time we wanted to Google it halfway through the episode. We're like, no, just wait just it out. Try and figure it out. Let's, yeah. See if you can guess. And again, that's why we were surprised with Filoni because like, like, like the, the photo language he chose to use was so unique from an american perspective mm. and that's again we thought it was going to be someone from japan yeah because it was just so out there for star wars but it worked still and that's the thing that i love about this show is it's pushing the boundaries while still being star wars well true and and obviously like samurai and japanese filmmaking those things were really a big part of like the inspiration of Star Wars and the Jedi in general, oh, 100%. Obviously, obviously, right? And you can see that immediately from like the cloaks and stuff that they wear. If you look at like old samurai like stuff, it's like, oh yeah, there's a lot of similarities there. Um, <laughs> I want to say that I, Darth Vader's design was originally like based off of Shogun. Yeah, kind exactly. Of like the like, whole helmet thing. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. And that's what's great about this show because what makes it honestly feel so much like star Wars, but yet being so different from anything came before is that it's not trying to be like, Oh, I'm not trying to be the original trilogy or specifically capture the feel of the original trilogy, but they're taking these things that, that inspired the original trilogy. Where did George Lucas go to get his ideas and inspiration? And then they go to like kind of those similar places and they bring it all together or they're inspired by, uh, some of the artwork from Ralph McQuarrie, like those spiders, that was from uh, concept art that he did for Dagobah. Like that's where those spiders came from, right? So they like pull yeah. these different aspects, not necessarily from the final product of Star Wars, but from that which kind of inspired and, you know, uh, came out of like the creation of Star Wars. So you kind of still get that same effect, but it, it it's so unique and it's so its own. But yeah. The heart of Star Wars is still there, even though it's so different from anything that came before. So, no, man, this season was fantastic. And those those last couple episodes were just money. Like, honestly, um, see, episode one to, was it one to four? Like, they were pretty good. Like, there was nothing wrong with them. I thought they were still really, really strong episodes. But once you got to episode uh, five, six, five. seven, and eight, it was like... <laughs> Just money all the of, way through. Just money. It was a lot of really good build up. It was a lot of really good setup for what would come later. Yeah. Because again, without episode one, we wouldn't have got uh, the armor back. Yep. Right. Like. And that hint of Boba Fett. 
like everything everything helped pay off and move forward the story too yeah. there weren't really many one-offs and like really and i like, think that's what to, was tamara morrison played boba fett like he was the actor who played Django fett in like the clone wars uh attack of the clones right um like to bring him back to play boba fett which obviously makes sense because he's still clone so of course he would look exactly like his dad was just awesome like he played it so so well it was so great and even like the 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 in the season or episode seven and eight like boba fett didn't have as big of a presence in the last two episodes obviously because he's now just kind of set up and he's you know moving into his own series but he just looks way more badass right now i don't know man like they gave him that paint job and he just looks so clean and crisp i was like oh shit boba fett means business i'm really excited also that, i'm really excited for that new uh that new series that'll be out in that line about uh, them recognizing his face absolutely killed yeah me. yeah i think it's like i have a recognizable face yeah i think they might recognize <laughs> like, me you're like right of course they would of course they would how did you feel about mando getting his face scanned before like, did you have any kind of reaction to that with episode seven when he is when he? Well, I I, I thought it, I thought it was again a really great character moment, and like you could have saved the face reveal for when he's saying goodbye to Yoda, but I th- or baby Yoda or Grogu, but I think just having it in that episode before when the stakes are so high, uh, it put him in a position where it's like it's either your creed or the child, so it just really showed how much he cared because that whole first season was all about. I don't take my helmet off. I don't take my helmet off. I don't show my face. No, like, I don't show my face, right? To anyone living, minus the droid who had to heal him. Well, the droid wasn't living, so that's why... Exactly, so technicality, baby, technicality. But, yeah, so then to, to make that choice in front of Imperials to take off his helmet, to show his face, you know, to really push away his creed so that like that's how much grogu meant to him and i i thought that was a really great character moment and it needed to happen well, that's... it needed to happen like before the final one for sure no and i and i agree and that's where i think i think it was it was really good how they built that up i i really appreciate how they didn't just like oh and then it just happened like they actually yeah. worked you, you we earned it yeah for sure like and they earned they earned the permission of the fans to do it by that point yeah. because we knew we knew that was going to happen. We knew that by the, like, that at some point they made such a big deal about it, especially in that episode. Yeah. About him not taking off his face. Like, Bilber asking him, like, every five minutes, like, why won't you take off the mask? Why won't you take off the helmet? Like, we earned that moment. Yeah, there. for sure. A hundred percent. And I think this whole season, and honestly, when you look at the two seasons combined, because even the episodes that didn't really seem to matter too much in the first season kind of paid off also in this season as well. So, yeah. yeah, no, this this has just been by Dave Filoni, by uh, obviously John Favreau, uh, has been this whole story arc, this whole story has been so plotted out so meticulously and organized and planned out and created and just, you know, just they did the work. They did the work before they did the shooting, right? Like they you can tell they did all the behind the scenes work that they had to do to make sure this was a story that was going to be impactful, that it was going to matter, that we were going to feel the consequences, that we were going to uh, not feel cheapened by the experience. You know what I mean? Like, nothing was just given. Everything was earned. And, no, they it was just... 
the Mandalorian season two, especially those last couple episodes, were just excellent. Excellent. I couldn't, I don't even think, like, I wouldn't ever even imagine, even, even the episode of Luke Skywalker showing up. I would never have imagined it. Never. Like, well, again, I would have thought, that, hey, hey, it would have been cool, but, like, I would never thought that they would, would actually be able to do go it. through with it. Yeah. So, like, and that kind of, that's kind of, like, one of the situations where, like, the genie's out of the bottle, man. Like, now, now it's like, well, you can use anybody. Anyone can show up anywhere kind of thing, right? If Luke's showing up, well... well They've earned it, and I know there's been some people who have talked about wanting them to have, like, a, you know, young, like a young... Luke series. Not Luke young, but, like, and... like, uh, um, like kind Between of more of, a, more of a natural sequel to the episode yeah. six yeah kind of set up to the pre or see kind of what happened too, right? in between yeah because obviously he trained students like obviously well that's the other thing people are like does this mean go go grogu is i keep saying gogru and it's grogu grogu yeah is this mean that like is, is he dead is this is he dead now in this uh this world like is that what's is that what's happening now is he died when kylo attacked but i think that's something we're gonna also be able to find out find out i would suspect he goes back to the mandalorian kind of thing but we'll see late honestly i feel like any of yoda's species like they're they're pretty powerful like they're pretty powerful species just naturally so i don't even know if kylo i feel like kylo ren probably just would have got whooped that's how i feel if he had to fight grogu but you never know you never know. No, exactly. I'm, I, at this point, I'm very optimistic for the future. Like, I'm excited. Absolutely. I'm excited to see what is going to happen. Well, and talking about the future, that is a great segue into our next one, and which we'll spend a little less time on. Um, but, like, obviously, we had to talk about The Mandalorian. It was so, so good. Um, the next couple uh, series that are coming out for Disney+, Plus, and this is a plus for us because really Disney plus has been just the Mandalorian season one and season two, as far as like really good, like exclusive series content, right? Like they throw out like a couple movies here and there, but like nothing, I've just been watching more classic stuff from them, you know? And and that's kind of what they've been great for their library. Like if they didn't have that library, they would be so screwed. (laughs) They would have been so screwed, but they got the great Disney library, but now they've announced new shows coming uh i think a handful of star wars handful of marvel ones that are coming up uh so quickly just go through them get your thoughts really quick and we'll just keep moving through um so mandalorian we know is coming season three that's already had a green light so we know that's coming so that's awesome uh ahsoka got her own show now so she's gonna get her own show which is interesting because she's looking for grand admiral thrawn did you watch rebels like the animated series okay Okay, so like what I'm thinking, this is kind of gonna kind of be like the sequel to that series. So you should watch it; it's pretty good. It kind of starts out kind of like kiddish. It's a bit more like aimed yeah. towards kids, but kind of like the Star Wars animated shows go as they go further. It gets way more like mature and stuff as it goes. But um, Rebels ultimately turned out to be a really great series, so I would recommend watching. I that. think I think it's going to be set up to do a Thrawn movie. A lot of people are also speculating that. Interesting. Well, I think um, they were talking about like 
yeah having kind of like a crossover like event and i don't know if that would be like a mini series kind of like defenders did with netflix or if that would like these series that they're now creating are going to come together in like one movie with thrawn being the villain it'd be interesting well at, at the end of the day like I think that's why they're casting as big as they are. I think that's why they cast Rosario Dawson to be Ahsoka, because it's someone who isn't just traditionally a TV actor. It's yeah. someone who can also be and in carry, the movies carry as well. her and own series, like, right? Exactly, and I think and I think that's where it's like like remember Star Wars. Unlike some Marvel, unlike definitely DC or anything like that. Yeah, Star Wars is just one universe. Everything that happened in Rebel, Rebels and Clone Wars, that's canon. That happened in the same universe as episodes one through nine mm-hmm. just like what's happening in mandalorian is in the same universe as well yeah like, they're all in the same universe same thing yeah. with like it's it's weird to think about that because i don't think even with the marvel cinematic universe we still haven't necessarily accepted that in our brains that all these things are canon like i want to say technically isn't fallen order canon fallen order like is canon the, yeah so that's canon. That video game is in the same universe. Yeah. But like the Avengers video game that came out isn't canon with the movies. No. It's right? in its so own it's, like it's game something. thing. Yeah. So the Star Wars universe. It's funny that we're having to wrap our heads around the fact that it's all one canon. Considering stores or story story stories. Considering shows like Star Trek. All that's canon. All that's the same universe. Mm-hmm. Um it's been done before but i don't think it's been done as recently and as fresh for people yeah and i think that's gonna be well that's gonna be a big learning thing too because again even with the expanded universe we all accepted expanded universe with its own lore yeah and then the movies were the movies but now it's like okay guys but this is all one big thing like one big picture and i think that's i think and it's not like, yeah, like you said, it's not like Star Wars has never been that before. Uh, but I think it's the emphasis on it now, right? Like there's so much, like yeah. since the MCU, there's so much emphasis on things being in the same universe. Even though that's really how Star Wars was, like even Legends or it's Legends now, but when it was the extended universe, uh, like you still were like, oh yeah, it's still the same character, still story. Like there's just no movies kind of thing, right? Like it was still part of Star Wars, but yeah, I think nowadays with the MCU, obviously there's a lot more focus and attention and it's kind of being pointed out more that, you know, things are in the same universe. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, and also with these Star Wars ones too, right? Like, cause we're focusing, each series is probably going to focus on different characters, but they could all culminate into like one bigger story as well. And that's maybe well, exactly. something a little bit more unique to Star Wars, um, that, well, obviously something the MCU does, but now it can be brought into Star Wars. And why wouldn't you do it? Like, again, it's all in the same universe. They're all connected regardless of where they set time and place. But, um, and Ahsoka's taking place roughly at the same time as, like, you know, obviously a continuation of her episode that we saw. The only question is going to be, how is that going to sit with moviegoers? Like, movie fans who don't have Disney+. Plus? Yeah. Well, I mean, is I... Is going to suddenly alienate them, right? Uh, as long as they keep the Disney plus stuff in Disney plus, probably not an issue. Uh, I think that's a better question for the MCU shows when we get into that, because those are actually yep. going to be connecting into the movies. So that, that's an interesting topic we'll talk about. Um, the next one they announced was Rangers of the new Republic. Um, so this is also another Mandalorian spinoff. I'm guessing Cara Dune. 
guessing it's and kind of be is it going to be the two X-wing pilots too? Um, maybe the two. Yeah, you know, obviously Appa from Kim's Convenience. Amazing that he was in. I don't, I don't remember the actor's name, but it was amazing that he was in there. I was like, amazing, it's Appa. Um, Bakara Dune. I'm guessing Bill Burr is going to be in that. And then I was thinking of um, what's her name. Now I can't remember. Boba Fett's like sniper chick. I thought she was going to maybe be part of that crew by the end of the second episode. But then they announced Book of Boba Fett. And she's very much clearly still hanging out with Boba Fett. Yeah. So I, I would scrap that. But um, yeah, no. So that's the other one. And those three are all kind of happening in the same timeline. Same as like, Ma- yeah. I guess, and Boba Fett. So four shows that are kind of happening in that that same kind of era and gap. Um, then they announced, uh, they, they didn't announce, they just re- reaffirmed that, yes, Obi-Wan still exists. It's also happening still. <laughs> but they did yep. announce Hayden Christensen will be back as Anakin Skywalker or Darth Vader. Well, now Liam Neeson is- saying he wants to come back too. Okay, but like, honestly though, I feel like that would have been a shoe in any way. I, I feel like, like, in episode three, you made it very clear that Qui-Gon was looking to commune with Obi-Wan if you're doing an Obi-Wan series in that time period, how could you not have Liam Neeson come back as Qui-Gon? Well, if he wants to, then, like, do it, man. Like, like give him some of that Disney money. Yeah, do it. But I'm actually excited. Like, Hayden Christensen, we talked about when we are talking, I think, when we are talking about the prequels and stuff. Like, he, his character was, yeah, it was more of, like, the, you know, character choices and the directing. And episode two, he was creepy. But episode three, he, he figured it out. Like, he was better. He was considerably better by episode three. I think we can all say episode if three, they... Anakin is considerably minus that he killed children and stuff. <laughs> minus that part. But like as a character, he was considerably better than episode two, Anakin. If they write him poorly, if he has bad dialogue, I'm going to be so mad. And um, it's going to be on character, but like, I'm just going to be so upset. And I can't remember the showrunner for that one. <sighs> or the director. Um, just Ewan McGregor. I can't remember exactly, but she did. Ewan she McGregor did. McGregor in a wig. I'm trying to remember what episode she did. Okay, so she Deborah Chow. I think it's Deborah Chow. She directed episode four, season one, of The Mandalorian, when his like clan showed up to like save his ass, him and Baby Grogu. Okay. Um, like that awesome episode. She's the one who's behind the Obi Wan series. So I'm hoping, uh, they're just gonna do a great job with that. And again, Hayden Christensen. I'm sure he'll, like, will he play, like, Darth Vader in the suit, or will he be more flashback to Clone Wars stuff? We'll see. We'll see. If you're getting Hayden, I feel like we're probably also going to get Clone Wars flashback things. I would guess. Or else, like... You'd need to. Wait, yeah, because, like, just have him in the suit to walk around, because obviously the voice would still be James Earl Jones if you're doing... Jones, if you're doing the full, like, Darth Vader outfit, right? So, we'll see how that goes. Um, Another one that was announced, uh, Andor... Which was announced before. That's the one with Cassie Nandor from Rogue One. I'm sure you're not I'm really hyped excited about that. To watch yeah, that <laughs> I'm show. sure. I'm like. I'm pretty sure Ethan's not hyped oh, about man. that one. Where are these characters gonna end up? Yeah. Oh How no. is it gonna? How's it oh, gonna man. end? Well, dude. Sometimes uh, it's about the journey, not necessarily the destination. So we'll have to yeah, see about that. End, like, I'm um, sorry, but like, man, it's it is still, probably we'll my least like excited. Like, I'm probably the least interested in that show. We'll get to it, but I'm going to shatter your world with Rogue One. I'm oh, just I'm sure it. you will. Uh, Lando was announced. I thought that was cool because uh, there's a Donald, Donald Glover. Glover. That's all. He's getting more work. I'm fine with yeah, that. Yeah, he's a great actor. 
Is it just gonna, is he's it like just going to be he's him like an amazing performer too, mayor? right? But like he did such a good job of Lando. Like out of all the solo movie, like I wasn't a huge fan of it, but like his Lando performance was spot on. Like it was scarily spot on. I was so impressed. I didn't see it coming. I would I would love to see that series just be like a comedy <laughs> of him dealing with shenanigans on shenanigans. Yeah. Shenanigans. Yeah. On uh, shenanigans Skywalker. But dealing with shenanigans on uh on Cloud City. Yeah. Like he's already in charge of Cloud City and it's just dealing with like situation after situation. I'd watch that. Maybe it'll be about I'm how cool he gets if, Cloud City. I'm fine with that too. Yeah. If that's where they want to end it, is him at Cloud City. I'm cool with that. I'm it's Donald Glover getting more work. I'm not gonna complain <laughs> any which way. Yeah, like, and it'd be interesting to see, like, if we'll get, like, if it'll kind of end up being more as, like, the Solo-type sequel. Like, you'll see, uh, like, Solo and Chewie show up here or there for an episode. Maybe we'll see, like, the, I can't remember, was it, like, the Red Suns or the Black Suns, like, Darth Maul's group there. Uh, maybe we'll see him show up live action again, but. Finally, after years of teasing. Yeah, no doubt, eh? No doubt. He showed up plenty in animation, but we got to get him in that live stuff. Got to be in that live. Um, ooh, really interesting one, The Acolyte. Um, and this is that set in the High Republic era, which is the Disney's new era that they're doing for like the books and comics and stuff right now. Um, so this yeah. is, I believe, 500 years before the movies. So it's not like thousands of thousands of years. Yoda's actually still alive and, you know, doing stuff in this time period but about 500 years before the movies um i believe that's what it was but yeah this is the high republic era and this is actually based on uh the acolyte and it's got like a red logo so it's very much not it's very much looking to focus on the dark side uh so maybe like you know the sith in hiding during this uh time period so you're just excited you're just an excited person <laughs> i am excited i am excited this is really like we're getting some really really interesting star wars content um yeah, i mean if if you like that kind of thing well you're if, what if you're, you're a you're, nerd you're, well i think <laughs> i think i but my wife's a nerd she calls me a nerd so i'm pretty sure i'm in solid nerd territory dude i literally got a whole bunch of pens with different colors so i could like track my writing and like <laughs> like organize my outlines and stuff for my stories better like i am kind of i'm kind of definitely on the edge if not already over hey um man, as long as it's as long as it's bringing you joy it does it does um but the accolade yeah we don't know too much about it but it sounds interesting uh the bad batch which is not really okay that i'm confused by is it in context because i haven't watched all clone wars uh is it from what i saw from the trailers it looks like it takes place after order 66 so is the the bad batch a batch of people like a batch of troopers that didn't fulfill order 66 um no the bad batch is like troopers who had like genetic mutations kind of thing like they're it's like they're not like missing like arms or something they're just special and they like special hyper specialize in like certain aspects but like being put together yeah. as a team they're like a super kind of commando unit kind of thing uh so they're like, in the first like four episodes of the new clone war series that they dropped but yeah but it's like is this a series of like clone troopers hunting jedi because i'm not on board for that no, I think I don't. I, I like. I don't think they're. I don't think they participate in Order sixty six. 
So like they're defective and yeah. they basically need to try and escape. Yeah. I'm fine with That's that. That's kind of what it looks like. I was very confused. And like Boba Fett's sniper chick, she's in there. Um, like in, in the, yeah, I saw and the this is animated. Like, but, hey. Yeah. Um, I'm, cu- I'm curious about it. And what else anything. does it say here? Uh, on the bottom of the list here. So yeah, that's an animated one. So like, I, I didn't really care for the characters in the actual Clone Wars series. So, uh, we'll have to see about that. Not overly excited. Uh, Star Wars Visions apparently, which is like some kind of anime side project, in like Star Wars one-off episodes. Sure. So I, yeah, I, didn't, I don't remember it. that. And then a droid story, which is, uh, looks like it's an animated series featuring R two and three PO. In some way, that's never gone wrong but, ever. <laughs> yeah, no. So that's that is uh, the Star Wars one. So ever, there's some really good watch, ones, but like some questionable ones. We'll have to see. Did you ever watch Star Wars droids? Like, no. Did you ever watch the droids cartoon? No. Oh my goodness, man! You are missing out and not in a good way. <laughs> oh good. Like, have you ever seen like the Ewoks cartoon? No. So okay, so around the same time there was there was a droids cartoon and an Ewoks cartoon. Yeah. And the best way I can describe the Ewoks cartoon is it's like Care Bears, but with Ewoks. Right. It's like it's like the Care Bears and Smurfs, except for like like rolled into one, but it's all Ewoks. Yeah. So it's like this weirdly adorable, terribly written show about just the Ewoks. Are they talking English and all that kind of stuff? Are they going on adventures? And then droids, which doesn't make any sense. Because there's no specific time frame that it takes place in. Like, right. I think it's supposed to take place between episode three and four. Yeah. But this was well before episode one, two, and three happened. This is like a 90s cartoon. Oh. Like early 90s, yeah. maybe late 80s. So, like, it just makes no sense. But it's R2-D2 and C-3PO just doing shenanigans with other people that aren't anyone from the main that you would know trilogy <laughs> yeah. yeah it just it and it's just like a weird action adventure series and i don't i need to sit down and try and rewatch it but i used to rent it i used to rent the vhs's from uh oh no but that was on the other side of the city i don't know if you do you have video time no no Were you just a blockbuster so when i grew up in uh in the place where we grew up <laughs> when i grew up in saskatoon uh down maybe about five minutes away from my house maybe like a 10 minute walk mm-hmm. there was a little corner video rental store called video time okay and that's where i grew up i didn't go to blockbuster they were too expensive well we also like went to like family video owned... and stuff we had, we had a whole bunch yeah of them. whole bunch of them back it was in a little day. locally owned place and it was so good it was the best it was so much better than blockbuster <laughs> like so much better and so much of my childhood came from that rental place. Yeah. Like, a lot of it did. Like, it was just, they'd have really random kid cartoon VHSs. That's how I grew up watching a lot of TV shows that I couldn't because they weren't on TV anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, we could rent any of the video game systems and games. It's like, ah, oh, man, like, just thinking about it immediately just throws me back, like, just in my brain to, like, one of the most nostalgic times. Like, video stores... I miss rental places. I As do someone too. Who works, I do someone who too. Works selling movies. I miss rental places because they're just such a different energy. I wish I could take my kids there and like, especially like Max right now to like go to a movie store and like see like the whole wall of just like movies after movies after movies. Like, 
Because <sighs> again, we're, like you we're could totally take, missing could, out something there. It's, it's you could take sad, them to like a video store to buy, but it's not the same. No, it's feel. not. No, because no. like like the rental was just again. You had limited choices. You didn't have all this crap. They just they had the best of the best for you to to rent. Yeah, and they'd have a few. They'd have a few not great movies there, but a lot of it was like because when you're renting, you want to make sure you have movies that people want to rent. Yeah, you'd want to have stuff that was in high demand. Yeah, and like. Again, as someone who as someone who works in a movie store, like it's it's not the same because there's so much extra stuff that just doesn't it, it wouldn't sell. No. Right. So it's one of those things of just it's not it doesn't quite feel the same. And again, I just have I have a massive. There's a massive hole in my heart from that lack of video rental place. And it's, it's sad. Just not the same, man. Yeah. It's just not the same. Yeah, I always say, like, our generation's, like, the generation of, like, nostalgia. I know I'm not the only one says that, but it's like our childhood, like, just disappeared so quickly with, like, the, the, the increased rise of technology and advancements. Well, and it happened like, so quickly. It did, like, faster than any other, from... faster than any other generation. Like, humans have always moved forward, but it's been at, like, a snail's crawl. You know what I mean? Like, things We've stayed the same VHS for so to... long. Um, VHS in 4K in, in less than 30 years. Yeah, and, and that's one thing, but then to, like, completely have your whole childhood stripped away and, like, completely disappear. So many things that, like, we did as kids. Like, kids today are like, what? what like, what? Like, just there's not even remotely close. It's back in our day. It's like, oh, our parents played outside. Oh, so did we. You know what I mean? Like, it was that kind of thing. But nowadays, they're just like, the hell's a movie story? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to rent things out. Like they'll yeah. never, they'll never have that experience. What do you mean and they'll renting? never get close to that experience. Like it's just no, and it's, everything it's we grew up with just disappeared, man. That's why we're nostalgic. That's why we're nostalgic people. The streaming sites aren't the same either. Because yeah, you it can isn't rent the same. stuff on there, no, but it, it, it doesn't the feel same. the same. You go in, I mean, you pick up a VHS case, you look at it, and go like, "This is kind of cool art. What is this about?" Yeah. Like it's. I know there's just something about Be it. kind rewind. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that, like, man, like, and that's okay. Actually help, help me remember this. Um, the cases at blockbuster, the ones they gave you didn't have the picture, like didn't have the art of the movie. It was just like a blank thing with the title on it. Uh, sometimes. Yeah. But digging through the titles, all of them had like the, the sleeves and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That, right. Yeah. But again, and so this is another testament of like the difference between a movie store that sells movies now versus the lack of selection that these rental places had. Mm -hmm. Everything was pretty well faced in the rental places. So you would just you'd see the cover, you'd see the artwork. Yeah. Whereas like now everything's spined, everything just like you can only see like the spines. You have to kind of read it. Right. So like cover art to me, it almost feels like cover art and posters have become like an afterthought. Mm hmm because it's less about the image that grabs you and it's more about like how much social media buzz you can build. And it's like, no, no, but what about that experience of going into a movie store, going into a rental place and just seeing cover art that you're like, Oh, what's this? I want to watch this because of how the art looks. Well, yeah. And that's, that's not a thing anymore. Like it is kind of right, but it's not the same because again, we're talking about the internet. We're talking about 
us being so connected, like we have the uh, computer, little computers in our pockets that we're constantly connected to social media. We're constantly connected to advertisers who can throw shit at our face all the time. Yeah. When you went to those movie theaters, sometimes like, and especially as a kid, you didn't know what just came out. You weren't always tracking every single movie because we weren't as connected back then. It's like you got on the internet, but it was like dial up and your parents get pissed off because you're using the phone line. You know what I mean? So you can only stay on so long. And by the time you got a list of movies coming up, it was 20 minutes later by the time it loaded. Like it just took forever. So sometimes you wouldn't know well, what came out. So you'd get to see like, oh, here's the like the artwork from the movie or you'd see the artwork from a movie you saw in theater months ago and you're like, oh, I didn't know this was out. Let's get it. And you were just hyped if as hell. Wanted, if you wanted to know the new movie releases back when we were kids, you had to go into the newspaper. Yeah. And you had to go to like find the cinema you were looking <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah, and the see. newspaper was huge, yeah. That that was how we used to check movies. Yep. Like we didn't check the webs, we didn't check websites at all. There weren't there weren't movie listings. But and, and honestly, for the like yeah, time. When, like we, like we're getting older. But like us being kids wasn't that long ago, especially in the grand scheme of like humanity. So to like see again, my point is how much of us like how much has changed in our lives yeah. from like when we we're kids to now. Like so much of it has been completely wiped away and just non-existent well, anymore. I've talked to people about this before. There definitely seems to be like a lack of exploration. Well, because everything just comes to of, you. You don't have yeah, to go exactly. and find like, it. Yeah. Like there's not as much. And again, where I work has really been helpful with this because. So it, it's funny. It's for me. It's like when I receive stuff, it's like a kid on Christmas yeah. because I open up these boxes and it's like, ooh, what's new and exciting. And that's how I find out about new stuff. Half the time is like what we get. And that's exciting for me. That's fun because it's a bit more of that exploration. And there's been a lot of movies I would never have thought to look twice mm -hmm. at that I've tried and watched just from working there, which has been good. Yeah. But it's it's just there is definitely a lack of actual exploration and discovery. But I think and I want to say that again, I think you hit a, hit the nail on the head. It is an Internet thing. It's 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 a lack of needing to search things out when you can just Google what was this movie that like again that's well if Google's a tool and I think it's great yeah. but it again lack it takes away that sense of wonder again the sense of exploration yeah like it's to go and more... find the word they go and find your answers yeah hundred percent man I don't I don't know how we even get on that topic I don't even I don't even remember what we were talking about. I mentioned video time. Oh, we're probably just talking about the streaming. Oh, the droids. Anyway the droids. Oh, we're talking about the droids. We're talking about the droids. Yeah. 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 And like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll try and rewatch them and I'll report back. To okay. You sounds good. How great. How great and terrible it is. <laughs> but like, like I just have flashes of images and then like, like, have you seen the star Wars special ever or no? No, I didn't see like anything. Other, special? Yeah. I didn't see anything like the side stuff. So you, you've never seen the holiday special, no. like the, the, so I always get it kind of mixed up in my brain, though, but there's that Boba Fett cartoon that's in the holiday special, which is arguably the best part of that holiday special, but it's so weird, and the animation is just bizarre. So I'll get flashes of that mixed up with the droids cartoon, and it's just a, it's a whole mess. It's just a mess. There was a time known, like, what, what do we do with Star Wars now? We don't, we don't, yeah, we like, don't that's know. that's the thing, nobody knew. Yeah. No one had any idea, and anyone who's like, oh, George Lucas, he knew. He was a genius. No, he had no idea. He's like, that's what I do And now. then he stumbled upon the prequels, and then he stumbled upon selling it, and then... 
He had no clue like, what he yeah, was doing. Yeah, you just... Well, like, just even from personal experience, sometimes when I finish a project, it's like, what do I do now? <laughs> like, because you work There's... so hard to get to that end point that you're like, now what, right? There is that sense of things. I'm sure, especially if you're working on a big project like the original trilogy, by the time you do get to the end of that and it's out and it's done, it's like, hmm, now what, right? No. I think I should be able to play this clip. If not, we can discuss and possibly edit around it. But there is... um. A thing from TikTok where it's the uh, what's your favorite celebrity interview and there's a perfect one here that I think will uh, definitely speak to you as a writer. It spoke to me as a writer and just made me laugh quite a bit. Um, here, I'm just going to play this for you. Few moments. I don't think anyone, and I'd be worried if someone actually did do this, I don't even think anyone actually says, I'm going to make a movie where the theme is about blah, blah, blah. Theme is something that comes later once you've finished the film, and then some nerdy film student goes, oh, I think the theme is about loyalty. And then you go, yeah, totally. I was totally thinking about loyalty when I made this. <laughs> Faking it till you make it. And uh, I did that a lot. What is your favorite? Like, that's, like it's so true. Yeah, it's basically it. Well, it, and here's the thing, right? Like you create, like you can like try and focus your story around a theme and idea, um, but like a lot but of stories, like still, like you like still that. create them. They have a life of their own. But then here's the other best part is that we've talked about this, and stories are so subjective to the people watching them. Like you and I can watch one scene and get two totally different things out of that scene and then forget about even talking about a film Dude. right because we all well, see things through our own lenses and our experiences and pick up on different things so even we even sometimes pick up on different themes and ideas than what was even intended or thought about yeah it is, one it is of my true. favorite one of my favorite instances of that is like so the short film we shot a year ago yeah. or so um we had written the script like and i had i had written the script and i was written it around the idea like, I got the idea halfway through that it was based off depression. Yeah. And so I wrote that, and we sent it to our cinematographer, and he's like, gets back to me, he's like, oh, I really like that. I really like the themes. I thought it was really cool what the theme was. And we're like, oh, cool, what was that? And he's like, oh, man, I just love it. It was about white privilege. And I'm like, it's about <laughs> what? <laughs> like, no, but, like, how? And he explained how he drew the parallels of white privilege in the, it's the story that I had yeah. written. And it worked. But I had no way had I written it like that with that in mind. It was yeah. about people dealing and coping with being depressed. Yeah. And that's it was such a cool moment. I love things like that where people can just draw their own ideas from something. It, and it's not wrong. It's and not that, wrong. And that's it's a hundred percent that uh, yeah that, that's the beauty of storytelling like that's the beauty of art right like everyone sees everything slightly differently you'll have some groups of people that'll see like similar things but you know depending on your experiences or from your viewpoint or what you've lived through some people may pick up on totally other things or your principles or the things that are really important to you or even like whatever period and transition in your life you're going into right like we just always pick up different things you can watch the same movie and find different themes each time you watch it if you watch it like 10 years apart right so it's so interesting it's simple stuff like how you interpret color yeah if i say the color red what do you think yeah i'm asking you if i say the color oh, I, red i what think, do you think of red 
but like how we see red may be well, like, different. Like, but if you were to, if you were to interpret red into an emotion, what I say red, you say oh, <laughs> nr. I say nr. Nr. Oh, I'll tell you later. It's re- like re- like anger though. Like for me, like red is kind of like an anger thing. It's like I think that's the whole Sith dark side kind of in me mindset. Whereas for me, I I see it as love or heroic. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. And like, like Superman, like, Spider Man. Like, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Like like name name like basically you can do that with almost anything. Colors work really well, but you can do that with almost anything. Is you can name like say, well cats. What do you what do cats make you feel? Annoyed. How do you interpret cats? <laughs> Annoyed. See, and I I love cats, yeah. so I think that they're cuddly and warm, right? Like it's and that's kind of the best way you can look at film and storytelling is like that. Any little thing can mean something to a different person. Yeah. It's the same thing with like, even within different cultures, mm-hmm. right? Like obviously different colors mean different things in different cultures. Cats mean different things in different cultures. Like for some, they worship for some, they eat from their pets. <laughs> Fair like enough. It's... Yeah. <laughs> but that's again, like, as you said, that's the beauty of storytelling is it just, there's those differences and nuances within everyone's brains. Yeah. And I think a lot of that, also gets a little ruined by the internet. I think a little bit of that kind of people get swayed very by easily their by their own influences, how they how they perceive something I, by someone else. I read this yeah. on the internet and it yeah. says this thing. I read this on this and yeah, and like well, and it's, it's very similar to in school too, right? Like when you did a book project or where the teacher was teaching a book and they're like, "These are the themes. This is what it means." And I'm like, "That I'm not generally I'm not really getting that." And I'm like, also always had the thought, maybe the writer was just writing a freaking book, man. Maybe they just thought it was a dope story. Yep. Like, and I think that happens sometimes too, right? Like they're just like, oh, this is a great story. Um, like I was kind of telling you, like right now I'm just working on this quick little short story, probably like, you know, four, six pages or so, not very long, but like, I think it's just like, oh, this is a really interesting story. Like someone could get something more out of that than what I even planned. So to say something is one thing or another thing objectively, which is like, this is a solid and true fact, um, unless it literally comes from the actual artists themselves. Because then I think that you could say is objective, like this is what they were intending to do, but then what people take out of it always becomes subjective after that, up to interpretation. And that's the beauty of art. The beauty of art. Ah, man, I love when we get into like these like just really like interesting conversations. Um, Never know how we get there, but yet somehow it's we get there. It's more like I know we we do this a lot, but like I like it better than our just random reviews of movies sometimes when we get philosophical because it's just it's fun. It's it's a nice break from like, I watched this movie. Did you like it? No. Okay. (laughs) Don't worry, folks. That's going to be coming up. Yeah, that'll happen. (laughs) That'll happen. But uh Oh, trust me, it's gonna happen. Oh, it in the in is. the in the it's it's. I have thoughts and feelings about things, and you're not gonna be happy. God damn it, Ethan! I always hate when you have thoughts and feelings. Why can't your thoughts and feelings just be like mine? <laughs> because then I wouldn't be an individual. And back to art. Oh yeah, good point. Art, art, art. No, you're Stories. saying you're saying it wrong. You gotta say it. You gotta say art. You gotta be tortured when you say it. Art. It's art. Art. Yeah, I'm a true art. artist and. You know, when I was writing this, I was really thinking Art. about the duality of man and uh, the struggle within and uh, and, and, and boobs. And I was thinking about boobs a lot. 
Artistic boobs. Very artistic. Art. Yeah. Boobs. Art. <laughs> you like? You like that? Do you like that side boob? Well, you shouldn't. That's, <laughs> that's my, my side, side boob. boob. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> we'll put this philosophical conversation that really devolved very quickly to the side for a sec. Well, because that, that's all the Star Wars shows, right? Like, uh, yeah, that Star was Star Wars. Wars. We got the Marvel ones to quickly roll through. and I mean, one starts tomorrow. One starts literally, yeah, from tomorrow from the day we're like, recording this. Tomorrow. Actually, on some time zones, it's probably already out right now. I'm actually, once we're done recording this, I might just go see if it's out. I might watch an episode. I don't know. We'll see. Or I'll go to bed. Yet, you know, you know how it goes. Um, responsible adult. But yeah, coming out right away. WandaVision. Uh, and this is kind of like the first new piece of MCU content we've gotten since Spider-Man. Far from home. I'm okay with the break. Which I agree. Like I was talking to my daughter about this. I said, you know what? It's not even that bad. Like it wasn't obviously an intentional break. But I think after Endgame, like, because again, like that's the closing of the story and the closing of the chapter. You kind of feel like, okay, this story's done. Like, you almost need that break to, like, kind of get refreshed and ready for the next stage of the story. Honestly, if I have to give my honest opinion, I really think that Far From Home should have been the beginning of the next chapter. It shouldn't have been the end of that. It should have have started Phase 4. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because I think that would be a better way to see the heroes dealing with, like, how are we going to deal with this? Oh, also on a complete side note, apparently I just saw a news today. I didn't look into it. There's actual discussion already about bringing Chris Evans back as Captain America. Yeah, I saw that. I never, I don't really know how confirmed it is, but I, I didn't look into it. So I it can't was, say all I know. I yeah, that's exactly. I saw it on the Marvel subreddit. So I was like, okay, it's, it's a, could be a thing. It's something probably it's, for it's, like could be cameo type things. I would imagine. I, anything man anything chris evan wants to be in I'm he's amazing he's care. captain america's tops man tops but yeah exactly. wandavision starts right away so that'll be uh interesting to see that one's very like apparently just leans really heavy on like the whole sitcom aspect and it's very what i've seen it is very unique and different take to anything they've done before so that's interesting I'm i'll be interested it. to see it yeah it looks, i love those characters it looks like a too, fun so. time it does doesn't it um great characters after that um, oh, and that one also leads, I think they said, into Doctor Strange 2, or there's like a connection there. I think there's a connection yeah. between that, Spider-Man 3, and Doctor Strange 2. So, Which I'm kind of bummed keep out, because like Spider-Man to get a Spider-Man mind. movie. Well, I think it'd be, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it turns out, but... Because we haven't even seen trailers Just for let, it yet, so it's hard to say. Let Spidey be Spidey. <laughs> Well, I'm hoping this is the movie that it's like he kind of like comes into his own fully, right? Like that would be. Oh no, I'm fine ideal. with that. I I just mean like I'm tired of his movies always being a bigger event than being a Spider-Man movie because oh, it always feels yeah. like it's. I get what you're it saying. It always feels like it's tied to Avengers, and it's like okay, but how about we just do a Spider-Man story? I get what you're saying. Um, the next one coming up, which is uh, March, so it'll be I think WandaVision ends, and then this one will start. Is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So that, that I'm on board. I'm for. super hyped for that. Um, of course, you got Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stanback. Um, you have uh, Daniel Brühl, who played uh, Zemo in Mr. Civil Zemo. War. So that's really cool. He's coming back. And he gets the, he gets the mask. Yeah. He gets the purple yeah. mask. Emily Van Camp. Um, so no, that that one's that one's a nice, uh, I think that'll be another interesting uh, dude series and a great continuation from Endgame, right? 
the one I'm really excited for, and like there, like no one really talks about it, but Wyatt Russell cast as U.S. Agent. Yeah, that's a character I've been excited. Like I read, I read U.S. Agent comics growing up. It's literally it's Captain America if he thought he was the Punisher, because it's just like it's this dude who basically dresses in a different costume and has a gun. Yeah, and just like it's amazing, and the fact that they got Wyatt Russell to play him, I think he's gonna be great, and I think it's gonna. If I had to speculate, it's going to be this devolution of this guy who, like, starts out being like, yeah, I'm just like, Cap, everything's great and swell, to him basically just devolving into, like, just crazy as hell. Not everything's great, and everyone's got to die. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, pretty much, right? That that seems like like a very solid arc that his character would probably take. I'm excited for it. I'm just, I'm, I'm jazzed for it. Nice. Um yeah no and it's kind of like interesting too i just want to point out like as we're going through these marvel ones i like we did you did mention like there is kind of that issue where it's like oh how do the movie fans feel if they can't watch these things they're going to be disconnect um for me like i just think it's such a like and disney plus isn't really that much a month like really it's not um but i guess some you know some people especially with covid it's super tight right now but if you can get it you can get it i guess but uh, I just appreciate there's a platform for these like smaller stories for characters that we really care about. Cause if there was no Disney plus, like we wouldn't get a Falcon and winter soldier movie. We wouldn't get a WandaVision. That's like a sitcom movie. You know what I mean? So it's kind of nice that this platform exists and they're using it, what it's for, like these smaller character stories, um, that'll have probably, I would imagine like just kind of like the Mandalorian, the scale of the movies and the budget of the movies, but you just have this unique way to tell these stories that don't take up theater space. You can only make so many movies, right? And put them out. I'm happy. I'm happy with the way they look because they don't look like TV shows. They look like they're actually like going to be movie level budgets just stretched out over a few episodes, which I like. Yeah. Which is exciting. So I I just wanted to point that out. I'm like, I think it's great that Disney has a platform and they're going to make content that is, taking the the most advantage of that platform uh after that is loki loki um is following the I'm... loki from endgame after he grabbed the tesseract and like zipped away so it should be interesting i think it's already been uh confirmed one. for season two as well i was but owen wilson's I in it that's kind of owen cool. wilson was i did not know he was gonna be no in i'm it, like that's i saw the trailer cool. and i was like oh Okay, all right, all right. We got a Wilson brother in the DC universe, and we got a Wilson brother in the Marvel universe. <laughs> there we so, go. All right, we got... all right. Hi. Oh wow! Wow! It's Owen Wilson. Wow! Oh, wow! <laughs> wow. I, I could remember what I I'm like, like. What the hell does he say again? Wow! I was just I was watching that trailer for Loki, and then he just came on and just wow. I was, I was like, just wow! It's Owen Wilson. Yeah, I was, I was hyped about that. It's just I couldn't believe my eyes. It was Owen Wilson. I was just like, wow. Um, next up <laughs> is Marvel uh, <laughs> What If, which is like an animated thing. I I read the comics. What if? I'm excited for these alternate yep. takes. I'm cool that it's animated. There is, and it is like yeah, nothing. ultimate alternate takes of like all these like characters that we've loved. And the actual actors are voicing the characters. It's not like they're getting like, yep, um, sound alikes. The actual well, I think actors, yes, yeah, are actually I think it's Chadwick there. Boseman's last performance as Black Panther, this, right? yeah, or whatever he's going like, whatever you know. However, they switch it up, but 
a Star Lord Black Panther hybrid that he'll be. Yeah. So it should be interesting. No, I'm I'm hyped for that. Um, after that is Hawkeye. So that should be that one says premiere date 2022. So that I don't know if that'll uh, that I'm cool with. Next like, year. I, like honestly, man, any of the Marvel shows, like I just I'm I'll just blanket statement this, and I'm just gonna say I'm I'm excited for any of them. Fair like, enough. Yeah. It's more superheroes for me, and that's like at, at this point I just trust Marvel because they just they haven't done wrong yet. Like there's again my biggest complaints with the marvel movies is either that they're too much of the same or spider-man yeah <laughs> and spider-man is even ran by like it's ran by marvel but not it's just yeah like, it's a whole thing and, and and i think yeah again with these disney plus series series they have the opportunity to shake it up too like wandavision is gonna be totally completely different from anything we've seen before but there's no way they'd make a movie like that different. You know what I mean? Like that out to left field. Probably if they did, I don't, I think you're hundred percent right. If they did a movie of WandaVision, it wouldn't be in a TV show. Yeah. It wouldn't be based in a TV world. It would be based in a movie yeah. world. It would be a different, it'd be a different sort of thing. It. Yeah, for sure. And I'm fine with that. Like, again, I'm, I trust, I trust them at this point. I'm well, they've earned it, right? They, they've shown, they, like, they, they care about their products. As... They care about their characters. They care about the stories they're telling. And like, yeah, you've had like recasts and like, there's a couple drop little plot points, but eventually they always kind of somehow pick those up. Like I remember in civil war, when I saw that uh, general Ross was coming back as like the secretary of defense, yep. I was like, no freaking way. Because he hadn't been in anything since Incredible Hulk, which so much, like, a lot of the things from that movie just got dropped, right? Um, but I think, what movie, what, I think it is one of these tier, uh, we'll get to in a sec, but I think Abomination's even supposed to be, or at least rumored, to be coming back as well, yep. so. Yeah, it's kind of fun when they can pick up things later on. Um, so anyway, Hawkeye, that's coming out. Miss Marvel, so a brand new character. Uh, is going to be taking a Disney Plus series as well as Moon Knight, another brand new character for the Oscar MCU. Isaac. Oscar Isaac is Moon Knight, which is going to be dope. I was going to correct you and be like, dude, these aren't new characters. They've been around for a no, while. No, not new characters. Like, he said no, MCU. For the MCU. For the MCU. MCU. Yeah. Because what we have pretty much so far is just continuations of these characters that we've already known. Um, but once we start getting to 2022, we are starting to see new characters. And of course, Hawkeye even has. Uh, a new character as well, like his little trainee, uh, female Hawkeye. What's the character's name again? I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Oh crap! I'm trying to think of her name. It's Kate. Kate Bishop. Kate, Kate Bishop. Bishop. Yeah, the... yeah, that's it. I'm like, but she has. I want to say she has a superhero name, but it's I Hawkeye. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> like it's, I'm just dumb. Like it's Hawkeye. <laughs> I was like, bro, it's Hawkeye. So no, this is Jeremy Renner, uh, his Hawkeye training Kate Bishop's Hawkeye. So again. We have a whole a series with introducing another new character oh, I love into the Jeremy MCU. Renner too. He's Jeremy Renner's so good, and like I'm just excited for he that. He is, man. Um, what else? She Hulk. Uh, again, I was going to say, man, that's the one. Another character most going for. into the MCU, which should be good because like, Tim Roth is that okay? So it says Tim Roth is in there, and he's Abomination and Mark Ruffalo. So we're gonna have like the actual Hulk Abomination back. They finally confirmed that the actress who originally was announced into it and denied being in it is actually she she, she, she is, is the one she, eh? she is she's from regina that's so cool i she's remember a sketch it. we gotta support oh it, my god dreams come true man you can do anything yeah no i'll you, definitely uh, be watching believe. that um like yeah man like I'm, so no like those are like four right in a row boom 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 really 
new characters into the MCU, and I'm really excited what they're going to do with them. Uh, what else have we got? Secret Invasion was announced. That I'm 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 on the fence with because that's how they've set up the scrolls in this world. I'm a little well. I think it's going to be a very different version, right? And the MCU well, generally and does think... like they'll take like these big names and then completely kind of change them. And I have and we we've discussed it in the past. I have a problem with yeah. that. I, it would be like it, it would literally be like if you made if you made a She-Hulk show and then had nothing to do with She-Hulk, you just kind of threw it yeah, on there. Like, kind of, but that's like specifically a character. Like they just take events and adjust the events or like use the events as inspiration. Like I think a lot of the core will be the same, like very similar, but like, you know, however they'll fit it into this series. But um, no, you know, I'm interested to see that. Anything Samuel Jackson is, I'm good. And Ben Mendelsohn, come on, come on, man. That's some yeah, great I mean, talent like, there. Honestly, yeah, like, dude, Ben Mendelsohn is just great and everything. I just right, like, just, he's like I just want to see more of that. So if they, I'm if they ever that. tried to remake Breakfast Club, you would cast Ben Mendelsohn as the prince, right? Like, like he's like, I I can't think there's a single like even again I don't like Rogue One. Ben Mendelsohn is great in that movie. He's just wasted. Yeah, there's not like too much wasted, for there, like, there really isn't too much for him to do in that movie, I don't think. They they just made him Tarkin light. <laughs> you're you're Tarkin Jr., bro. <laughs> but like but he was he's great. He's a great actor. He's fantastic. Like, he, like in anything he's in. Um what else we got here? Uh some Iron Ones, Iron Heart, which is a fairly new character. Um in yeah. uh the comics and obviously in the MCU. But like, I, I was expecting this to drop for a while, though. Like, as soon as they announced her in the comics, I'm like, cool. Like, That's got to like, be coming yes, to the her. MCU sh- sooner than and, later. And yeah. like, like they they could have brought her in sooner if they wanted to. I think opinion. the character's but name like, is like Riri Williams, right? I think so. Um, I haven't read too much about the character. I just again, yeah, I don't know. Other than she's I'm like, just all, I'm just all for her. Like, she Iron Man. No, she Iron Heart. She Iron Heart. She her own character. She's Iron Heart. So no, that'll be it's, interesting. I remember that there was a lot of people frustrated, myself included, where it's like, oh, it's look, it's female Iron Man, and it's like, no, no, she has an Iron Man suit, but she's not Iron Man. She's her own. She character. really Call is. Call her by her name. Yeah. Like. For sure. What's well, like? It would be like if, if it'd be like anytime we talk about Batwoman, it's like, oh look, it's the female Batman. It's Batman it's like, but no, woman. it's Batwoman. Like, <laughs> it's her own. Like, character. No guys, it's her own character. It's. Oh, look, it's the female Spider-Man. No, it is her own <laughs> character. No doubt. Uh, let's see here. Have they announced Spider-Woman? If that's going to be a thing that's no. happening? Or is that still rumors? No, I haven't got I don't got anything on I, Spider-Woman that was announced. Dude, uh, I want a Spider-Woman show so bad. Armor Wars was announced, which is, uh, is Don Cheadle. Is going to be a bunch of iron? It's, of it's a, it's a um, War Machine series, I think. I'm fine with this. Yeah. I love War Machine, man. Especially Don Cheadle in there. Come on, come on. I feel like these. I feel like these series are just ways to get their actors more paychecks. Because I'm pretty sure they get paid more per episode than they would. Probably for doing eight episodes, they probably get paid more than making one. But which I'm fine with. Yeah. Again, like I just think it's a great. I think they're just using the tool that they the tools they have at their disposal really well by telling these like smaller character stories that they wouldn't obviously get the chance to. Because again, we talked like One, you can only put so many movies out in theaters that till people get like tired of them, right? And you got to remember too, um, the MCU is the MCU, but you also got DC 
uh, and like other types of those kind of movies, like also in there as well. Right. So people kind of like, like people like us, we understand that MCU DC is different, but there's a lot of people who are just like a superhero movie is a superhero movie. Like they just have no clue what the difference is. And there's a lot of people like that. So you can get like over superhero movie, like too crunched. So to put them into Disney Plus is just a really great way to get around that. Introduce some new characters. Um, and I'm sure like while these characters are having their series, we're still going to get like, we're going to start getting like X-Men and obviously Fantastic Four uh, on the movie side is coming as well. So Yeah, I have I have feelings about Fantastic Four and it's just solely on who they got as the director. Oh, because it's a Spider-Man guy. Yeah, and like, and like, man, I like, I can't express I to you like, how important uh, Fantastic Four is to me. Yeah, like, like Fantastic Mark Four Webb? to me is. Huge. I can't remember who did that. Like, no, it's it's John Watts, John Watts, like, like guy who did. Yeah, and like, well, Mark Webb did I'm one fine. of them. Was he ma- was he amazing? Mark Mark Webb did the two amazing. Yeah, okay. Spider-Man. I was like, <laughs> I know Mark Webb did Spider Man. I can't remember. I'd which be movies I'd be fine if Mark Webb did it because he had somewhat of a vision. The problem I have with the Spider Man movies is they're so cookie cutter Marvel. I don't want Fantastic Four to be that. I don't want Fantastic Four to just be directed by a yes man. I want someone with a vision. And that's because of how important they are to me. And I could be wrong. I'll eat my words. If he directs an amazing Fantastic Four movie and it's the best thing in the world, I'll be happy. Well, let's be honest. The Fantastic Four bar isn't that high. Like, the bar he has to get over is, like, not that high. Unfortunately. The thing is, I'm not talking... (laughs) I'm not talking about just better than the last ones. I'm talking about like, it just needs to be good. Like it needs to be significantly better. Yeah. I get you. It needs, it needs to be fantastic Four, and like this one is it's connected to my dad. It's connected to me. It's, it's a really, this franchise is really important to me. Like that's, it was not like, it was one of the first things me and my dad really kind of bonded over. Mm -hmm. Like he gave me his old, like I have all his old fantastic four comics from when he was a kid. Yeah. Because he's like, yeah, you like comics here. Read what I used to read growing up, and like, because I know how much important it is to my dad, it's important to me, to me too. now. And it's like, it's like I need to defend this with all my might. I get you. It goes beyond just like, oh, I like these guys. I get you. Yeah, it's 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 gonna. I I'd love to be able to go to a Fantastic Four movie with my dad, where we both walk out feeling successful yeah i guess it was the best way i can put that feeling like we won because that's yeah like again these characters are so important and because we we did go to see i saw both the original fantastic four movies with dad in theaters so that was a good experience but again both of us were just kind of like so they had good moments but they also had some bad moments (laughs) okay and miss hit and miss and then fan fan four stick me and him just like what is this very upset with yeah like because it wasn't the fantastic four he knew growing up and even for me like i don't think that was the fantastic four anyone knew at that point there was like what is this what are we watching well it's a horror movie what why is part horror yeah horror movie (laughs) part horror ah yeah but no that's that's kind of series come disney plus i know there's like movies we didn't talk about um rogue one is gonna be a movie or not rogue one rogue squadron making rogue squadron movie for disney plus um is it for disney plus or it's for disney plus i think i think it's specifically for disney plus i'm i'm on the fence about that Um, one just because of yeah patty jenkins 
And uh, then, uh, you know, MCU always has like a whole list of movies coming out, like Doctor Strange 2, Eternal, Shang-Chi, Spider-Man 3, Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, the list goes on. Obviously, we kind of have a better idea what's coming out there, but... Yeah, no, I think, again, what they're doing with Disney Plus and what they're doing with their 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 platform, that they're able to tell these, like, smaller, more interesting, more, like, specific, and I'm hopefully, I'm hoping unique stories that they wouldn't always be able to tell on the theater, on the theater screens or be able to tell all of them on the theater screens, right? Better than how HBO Max is going it, right it now. It definitely is, so, and, and seeing as Disney Plus has just been running with The Mandalorian, to have some, like, new shows knowing that are they're, they're coming and like knowing what's if coming all out. of these shows, really exciting if all these shows are half as good as mandalorian is i'll be content anyway no with disney plus i think they're just doing a great job using the platform getting to share these more unique these smaller character stories these continuation of stories that we would never have gotten in the movie theaters like Falcon and Winter Soldier, we wouldn't have got a movie about them because there's so many other eh, movies. Maybe. Uh-uh, there's so many other movies they have to do, right? And we get all these new characters. I just think they're doing a great job with Star Wars and Marvel. And like you said, if they're half as good as The Mandalorian, we're just we're we're super we're lucky golden, right like, now. Like we live in a time of amazing stories and amazing television. What? Truly Man, we it's do. Disney. They're just gonna they're just gonna throw money at it. Yeah, and that's fine. I'm cool and with that. You say, hey, you guys want this person over here? Pfft, done. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So let's move in now that uh, we've gotten nice and caught up with everything we've kind of missed since our break. I didn't think it was gonna take us that long, but it did. There's a lot of stuff to go through. Plus, you know, that's a good conversation and philosophical conversations there. So that's always good. One, Matt, me and you haven't talked face to face. I know like, we in, in we haven't talked for a while, a long time. It's almost like we had lives for a it, while. It's almost <laughs> if we had to live. Uh, but yeah, so we're just gonna wrap up this episode. We're gonna head into the question of the day, and then uh, all the other things we watched over the break. That's gonna be episode two. So it actually works out pretty nicely. Ethan, you're up for question of the day. Uh, so Matt, what's your movie New Year's resolution? Movie New Year's resolution. Ooh. I don't even have one. That's a really good idea, though. I really like it. Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. So are you asking, like... All right, tune in next time for... Uh, okay. <laughs> tune in next time for the answers. Like, Are you asking if I have, like, a certain movie I want to watch or, like, how many movies I want to watch this year or if I want to specifically watch a certain movie? A movie... Uh, uh, just a resolution to do with movies and you. What you is know that? what? what is I really like want to go back and watch Lord of the Rings because I'm pretty sure I said it when we first started this podcast... When lockdown started, I'm like, I'm going to watch Lord of the Rings trilogy again over this lockdown. And if I don't, what the hell am I doing with my life? And I didn't even do it. I didn't even do it. And I was just thinking about this the other day when I was picking my wife and daughter up from school and work. And I was, <laughs> like, I was driving around and I was like, I have not watched those Lord of the Rings movies, son of a uh so that that's that's on my that that really is on my top list to do so that's my new year's resolution 2021 i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna watch the lord of the rings movies and i'm gonna make my wife watch them with me because i'm sure she'll just really really love that uh that's my resolution that's my resolution okay what about you ethan uh that's a good question. It was your question. 
I know. I didn't think of an answer. I didn't think I'd get this far. <laughs> I like how you're like, man, that's a good question. Like, I just asked you, like, bro, this is your question. If it's watching, I, I'd probably have to say, like, I want to continue and finish marathoning the Bond movies. Oh, like, we've yeah. Only gotten, like, like, I don't remember where we got. I don't remember how far we've gotten, but. You have lots of time, I though. I think we're at Roger Moore. We got delayed I think again. we might be at Live and Let Die. Yeah, we we we're at the good one. We we're at Live and Let Die, so like okay, we gotta continue go. from there. Yeah. Um, but like on top of it too, personally, I think I have a few more with like I need to finish. We need to finish our short film. Um, I want to write more of my movies and that kind of stuff too. Yeah. So there's that. But like that, like that's not necessarily specifically to do with movies. It is and it isn't. But yeah. Um, and I'll actually no. I have an actual, a, a personal resolution when it comes to movies. I'm going to try and look at movies more optimistically. That's a good take. We're gonna put a real damper on the second episode. <laughs> just a heads up. Yeah, you, you like clearly you but, do need to look at things a bit more optimistically, man. Just enjoy the that's, movie. I'm trying, that's well, that's what I'm trying Come to do on, in general, like, man. just with life. Is I just there's there's no point in being Jamal, sad and upset about Jamal. things. You know, you gotta. Stop quoting Chris Tucker at me. <laughs> Jamal Lee. Oh, that's another series that I watched. Ooh, right. uh, not 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 uh, not that one, but uh, Shanghai Night oh, or Shanghai New. Yeah. Oh man, I'm just remembering all these movies like as we're talking that I watched over the break. There's a lot that I watched, but no, it's it's definitely it's just being more optimistic in general and like you know there's there's a point of toxic optimism where it's you know nothing's gonna get me down and like sometimes things should get you down, but like still there's there's a point where you should also still just try and find the bright side and things yeah you know it's just try and try and see the good even though there might not be much <laughs> okay well with that note we're gonna wrap up this episode great answer for your question of the day great question of the day by the way uh just heads up next episode wonder woman wonder woman wonder woman wonder woman well, I mean... 84 <laughs> Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Darkest Hour because Ethan finally watched it and that's what he's probably going to just poo-poo all over and just hurt my feelings. And I might cry. Next week, I might cry. We'll just have to see. And I then mean, all you, the rest of the movies. If you cry, I failed. <laughs> you son of a... Then <laughs> 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 all the rest of the movies we watched over the break, uh, we'll break those down. And I'm sure we'll have actually quite a varied list. So it'll be interesting to see what we chose to watch. We didn't coordinate or plan anything. We didn't, no. So together. it'll be interesting to see uh, what movies we chose. That's all coming up it's a complete, next week. So make sure you tune back in for that. It's a complete fluke that we even watched Wonder Woman at the, like, at the it, same it time. It is, yeah. Like, we didn't talk about it. but No, not, in the not even a little I'm, bit. I'm excited. I'm curious to hear what you have to think yeah, about. Yeah, I kind of want to hear what you have to think about it too. But I feel like knowing your track record, it probably isn't anything great. <laughs> Sorry for having an opinion and for uh, <laughs> liking things to be good. <laughs> I just like things to, you know, be good. Exactly. Oh, uh, yeah, no. And I don't think I'm going to disagree with you too much on that one, but we'll, we'll save that for next week. Or maybe I will. I do have some thoughts of my own. Uh, but Ethan, tell the good people where they can find you again. You can find me at YouTube at Ethan R. Hill. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Ethan R. Hill. Uh, you can also find my movie Damned Rights for sale and for rent on realhouse.org. Just type in Damned Rights and you'll find the movie there. And 
uh there should be a joke somewhere i should have a joke about where you can find me and like just be some kind of like cheeky thing about look for me at such and such thing but i got nothing <laughs> this it's late it's been a week subway at third and fourth ave <laughs> i don't know you don't have subways oh wait no are we talking about the restaurant or like the, yeah there's the there, travel no place? like the restaurant okay i thought i was we were like, about, like i was like wait subway. you're telling me y'all don't have subways i call bullshit on that it's just strictly quiznos <laughs> out here quiznos and mr sub the only the last it's stronghold just, of mr sub it's so much disappointment it's just a lot of really like oh i just want subway <laughs> <laughs> no we have several subways uh, i thought you were talking about transportation no no i meant like the rest i'm like I don't think that's a thing, Matt. When did Saskatoon get a subway? <laughs> uh, it not like it needs one at all. Um, you guys finally got a Taco Bell. Yeah, we got a, We have two of them. Yeah. Oh wow, no. that's that's that's. When I was there, there was only one, or there was none. There was no. Yeah, Taco there's Bells. two now, and I've eaten at one once, I think. But the other one's in a great location to get stabbed. So if you, we don't have subways, but we I got mean, Taco Bells where you can get stabbed. So it's like same thing. If you're not, if you're not getting stabbed at Taco Bell, are you really living? Are you really? If you do not bleed cheese sauce, are you really living? <laughs> Look, it's if you're eating Taco Bell, you're either bleeding out your butt or you're bleeding because you got stabbed. Okay, it's one so, of two. <laughs> we're gonna keep continue to wrap this up. You can find me at Storytellers for Life. Uh, this is on YouTube, my channel. Just started it. Great, we're really digging into storytelling. Um, breaking down uh you know a lot of the 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 fundamentals of storytelling and kind of the psychology uh behind it as well as us as humans trying to achieve our goals you can find me at twitter at storytellers 4l that's the number four capital l and facebook you can find me at storytellers for life there uh gonna be digging into it's basically a place to share what we love about stories and films right now uh but we're gonna get more hands-on with storytelling there and then twitch storytellers for life live we're going to be playing through some of gaming's greatest stories. So uh, lots of fun stuff going on. And uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. All these things will be linked down below. So you can go down the comments, not comments, description, and uh, find it down there. But other than that, that's it for us this week. We'll see you guys next week with Wonder Woman 84, The Darkest Hour, and our movies of the holidays. I guess they should also let us know what their movie New Year's resolution. Oh yeah, we didn't even ask you guys that. Yeah, and your own. We forgot about interaction. Oh no, it's been so long. (laughs) Yeah, and your movie, uh, your 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 favorite movies. That. Oh, your New Year's resolution for movies. (sighs) It's been a long day. Does Matt need a nap? (sighs) This has been a Beast of Films episode twenty-two, part one. I'm Matt Alu. And with me, as always, is Ethan R. Hill. And uh, we are out of here. Happy season two, everybody. Happy season two. Happy 2021. Uh, Bye-bye now. Oh, boy. So long. Toodaloo. (laughs) Bye-bye. Okay, see you later. Bye-bye. And Seacrest out. And art. (laughs) Art. Art. That's how we're going to end every, art. every episode now is art. <laughs>